Hey beautiful friend, welcome back. So today we are going to be diving into critical foundations that we need to focus on in the pursuit of those big goals in this new year. This is a follow-on to the previous episode, so make sure you go catch part one and then mute me back right here if you haven't already listened to it. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. Number three is to make sure you are clear on your own priorities and the hierarchy of what God wants you to put first so you're not compromising. You're not compromising what matters most and you're also not living in misalignment and feeling the impacts of that and those impacts being bleeding over into your most important relationships. And so I can give you many examples here. I'm going to have several podcast episodes where I'm diving into these like specific stories, but I think many times within the military, especially we feel like it has to be the cost of just of career progression or success or just the cost of doing business to not either prioritize our family in the ways that we want to or take care of them in the ways that we want to and they end up bearing the cost or maybe it's our marriage that's that we feel like has to be on the back burner to our motherhood but I think something that can really help that I've done with my group coaching community that really is just so impactful for each of us every time we do it and this again is one of those iterative things you can do in every season is to literally sit down with God and be like God show me how you want me to order my priorities like in a conceptual way. And then what does that look like in a day-to-day basis? So, you know, maybe it's God first, then it's your marriage, and then it's your family slash children, and then it's your work. But like, where does your health and well-being fall within that? Let's just say, I like looking at, at it as God first, and that's my relationship with him. And then there's my spiritual health component of that and my mental, emotional, physical health component and my marriage, and my family life, and then my work, and all of these other things maybe that I'm involved in, or whatever, right? So you've got to be, you've got to be discerning in how you order that hierarchy in your mind, and then what that looks like on a day-to-day basis, and because those things are going to come into tension. There's going to be conflicts. There's going to be a push and pull, right? And so then you can really actually assess when you feel like, okay, I'm feeling like right now one is coming at the expense of the other. You can take that honest look, and you can say, how can I recalibrate a little bit and adjust maybe either my expectations, or how can I adjust in how I'm prioritizing these things um, so that I'm, I'm not actually unintentionally feeling pressure to give in to the all those pressures to sacrifice those things that do matter most and we can integrate those callings and those priorities in a, in the way that God wants us to because he's entrusted our he's entrusted our bodies to us our our physical our mental and emotional health right he's entrusted our marriages to us and as a way to give witness to his love in the world and also as a means to our own salvation and so that we can bring our spouse to heaven with us at the end of the day. That's what we're responsible for to God, you know, and the same thing with our kids. These entrusted our beautiful children to us, their souls, like that is a immense responsibility, right? And an immense gift that is so unmerited. And then he's also entrusted these gifts and talents that he's, he's given to us for the needs of the world in this exact time in history. You know, and so he sees all these things beyond us, but, but he wants us to live it out in a certain way. And so we just have to 
constantly go back to him and be like, Lord, how do you want me to integrate these things together and to kind of balance each of these things? But part of it comes down to knowing our hierarchy and being very intentional with that hierarchy. And it's this dance with the Lord. There's a fluidity to it to maintain that harmony and integration, but there's also that, like, we have to be ruthless about it too, if that makes sense. All right. So getting clear on your priorities so you don't have to compromise and hierarchy of those priorities. Then number four is clarify your calling. God has been writing your story so intentionally to equip you for a certain mission only you can fulfill. So you got to discover the unique purpose that he's, he's made you for. And I'm really passionate about this, helping you gain clarity on what exactly God is calling you to do and how to live that out. So if you want some help on this, go listen to podcast episode number nine. It covers this in depth, how to find your calling. I walk you through six steps to discover your God-given purpose in this season. So you have more clarity on what your mission is, the mission that God has set before you. And, and then also, then we move into how do we integrate that in our motherhood and all these things. All right. Number five is set boundaries. Be willing, my friend, to say no and to do the hard work to reduce distractions. And when I say hard work, it's actually, it feels harder, but it makes everything easier <laughs> because it's taking things off your plate. Um, it's harder because it's, it takes some internal work, right? We actually get really clear on what is our to don't list. <laughs> I heard this from another podcast that I was listening to by Sandy Cooper, the balanced mom cast. And oh my gosh, it was great. I just love that. The to don't list. And so it's basically your list of what am I saying no to? Because the truth is that every yes is a no to something else. And many of us as hardworking, driven women who really want to make an impact, who want to do good, good for the world, right? Um, we, we get really sucked into doing so many things and we say yes to so many things. But I also believe that oftentimes we end up saying yes to things that God doesn't want us to, to actually do or take on. Um, and it distracts us from the most important yes that God wants us to give. And it then disrupts that whole hierarchy. And so it's that, it's that like snowball impact that really happens. And this happens in our work settings. It happens in our life in general, in our motherhood, in our contributions to our community. It happens in, you know, what we sign up for, what we volunteer for, all of these things. And so just take a hard look at, and be, be willing to define what are you saying no to and how is it giving you space for the yes that God wants you to give. And a starting point is episode 25 for how to set loving boundaries with more confidence and compassion so that you can protect your, your priorities so you can stay aligned with those and protect your mental health and your peace as well. So that's specifically on setting boundaries. I, I dive deep into that. All right, number six is don't let not knowing the how prevent you from dreaming or pursuing dreams in the first place. So we often don't allow ourselves to really dream of something because we shut it down before we even acknowledge that dream. We're, we're willing to name it because we can't see the whole picture. We can't see how we can get from where we are to there. This lack of a know-how makes us feel like, okay, it's not possible. It's, um, I just, I don't know how I would even take the first step or I feel like there's no way that that could even happen. So I'm not even going to let myself think about that as a possibility for myself because I don't want to be disappointed you know, I don't want to get my hopes up, but oftentimes we just lack examples of how it could be possible or examples of people who might be doing this well in, in accordance with their values and keeping, again, keeping faith first and family first and all those things, or we lack the tools, the skills to make it possible. We lack the knowledge of, of the step-by-step -step of what it takes. Maybe lack some experience. We lack some mentorship or we lack belief and faith in God and faith in ourselves. So I think oftentimes we have this false sense of what's possible because it's being clouded by 
self-reliance and this is really like trying to do everything out of our own strength and feeling like we have to control so much so instead of building our support system with others who can mentor us guide us and help us open our eyes to what is possible and help us overcome those roadblocks that we don't even know how to ourselves. we don't even know sometimes that we are experiencing if we're not aware who can push us with love beyond what we believe we're capable of that's that's what i do as a coach by the way that's why coaches are important. That's why I believe in coaching. That's why I always seek out coaching and mentorship. We know that coaches do that in sports and fitness, but I can also help you do that in your mindset. So that is one component. The second is that we need to grow in faith in God because a lack of belief is also a lack of faith in God. Faith is like a mustard seed, right? It's That's all it takes, just a small little bit at first. We can allow God to kind of water that, that seed, right? He loves you. He cares for you. He's not here to crush your hopes and dreams. In fact, the opposite Yes, he's going to purify them. They're not going to look exactly like we think they're going to look, but his plan is always better than ours. And so lean into him. Don't lean away. Surrender those dreams and desires. Don't clutch them and grip them so tightly, or don't push them back down and suppress them, keeping them covered in guilt or shame. Even those immature desires, those ones that you feel like are kind of raw at its form right now, he knows them all. So just lay them at the foot of the cross. He's going to work to make everything that we give him more beautiful in his timing. So don't you know, don't feel like you can't give those immature desires to him as just an offering of like, here's my humble offering, Lord, like take it and please make it more beautiful. Please make it more refined, more holy, more aligned with your will. And he is a good, good father and he wants what's best for us and nothing less. And so if you don't believe that something is possible that you feel like is a desire on your heart, then spend time with the Lord and ask him about it. All right. Number seven is learn how to nurture the whole person with an integrated approach to both life in general, but also goal setting and motherhood. So we can expand our capacity to set and pursue certain goals and dreams that are beyond our current capacity, that are beyond ourselves, that are bigger than us when we have this lens of integration. And this is, that's why it's one of those bedrock foundational principles that I always come back to is an integrated approach. So the cost of not dreaming without or, or just dreaming without integration is a fractured version of ourselves. It's a fractured version of the whole person. We don't consider parts of ourselves valuable. We don't look at the whole woman. Maybe we value our bodies or what our home looks like. Maybe our titles or our job, our income, how we appear to others, how fit we look on the outside. Certain things become idols in our lives and it pulls us from our purpose. It pulls us from living in our calling and also in the joy and peace that God has for us because our eyes become fixed on the world and all of these things that the world defines us by instead of keeping our eyes fixed on heaven. So what happens then is that we experience this lack of integration. We experience what feels like a disintegration, a compartmentalization maybe of all these different parts of our lives. But then we also feel like everything is at the expense of the other. And parts of us are not getting nurtured. Our spiritual life, our mental, emotional health, our friendships, our intimacy, our finances. We have to learn to see with eyes of integration because this is how God created us. He created us to be whole and every part of us matters, you know? And so those each part of our lives is meant to feel fulfilled. We want to live life fully alive because that's when we are going to be living in the greatest alignment with God's will for our life too. Every part of our life is intentionally nurtured and cared for. It gives us the capacity for that sustained generosity because it's not just work-life balance or motherhood. And this current model that we have is like this duality, this either or. You have to balance two parts of this teeter-totter. And it's only a matter of time until this lack of integration bleeds into all the other parts of our life. So if certain parts are being neglected, we cannot be capable of giving sustainably without burnout. Maybe it's like 
okay, you know, I don't like my work anymore. I don't like my marriage. I don't even like myself. I don't like my motherhood. And we don't want to admit those things sometimes when we're there because there's so much pain associated with it and so much shame and guilt again. But we have to admit, parts of our life sometimes can feel empty. You know, we want to be able to be fully present as mothers. We want, when we're working, we want to be focused on our work. When we're home, we truly want to feel home, like we're giving our full attention to our family. But we often struggle with this, like our minds are elsewhere. We're worried about all the other things when we're in one place. We're frustrated. We can't give 100%, right? There's so much guilt. Our, our work life is not actually separate from our home life, though. They impact each other, you know? And so they, we often compromise and say, like, this, this area of my life can just take a back seat to allow for this to be, you know, like this goal to be to be pursued or to be successful in this area of my life or whatever but we're not trained to see with eyes of integration and be aware of what's missing and we're not taught how to nurture every part so we look at and we're like i want to be the best mom that i can be but we don't look at our mental and emotional health or we neglect our our spiritual health or we neglect our physical health we don't focus on developing a self-image that's going to allow us to show up as the mothers that we want to be and we end up feeling like a victim all the time to our circumstances if we're not growing we are dying if we're not growing in these different parts of our life in one big wheel, it's like the wheel will not move forward, you know, because it's these parts of it are broken and parts of us are ignored and depleted. And we are silencing these parts of our heart and parts of our, our whole person that God has designed that are good. They're inherently good and they're given to us for a reason. We're wondering, why do I not have the energy to go about my day and do all the things that I need to do in my motherhood or whatever else is demanded of me? Why do I not feel excited to get up and start my day? Why do I not have a sense of purpose or zeal to my life anymore? Why am I always exhausted? Or maybe we pursue and achieve, achieve those dreams and we're like going, going, going and we're getting after it and we're achieving all this success and, and performing super well or whatever it is. And we're getting all these accolades and all of that. But all of a sudden we don't feel like there's life after that. It was like, we've achieved all these things and it's like, that's it. Or we're not satisfied because all these other parts of our life are suffering because of it. So what good is it to achieve the world and lose our soul, right? Parts of who we are. Maybe it's our marriage that's falling apart. Maybe we don't we feel like our home is a mess. We don't like the woman that we're actually becoming. If we're achieving a million things but always feeling so stressed, our relationships are barely intact, we're not actually thriving. Motherhood just feels so hard all the time. Our relationships with our kids are suffering. We we're not living in alignment with who God has created us to be. And it's not our fault because no one has ever taught us to look at it this way and how, how we can integrate because we are pulled in a lot of different directions and we're told what's most important. So that goes back to re-examining those narratives of and, and looking at what is society telling me that I may have internalized, that I can kind of let go of, that God wants me to look at a little bit differently. You know, we dream of being a peaceful mother, who, a present mother, who's going to give 100% to our children, but then we, we have no time for rest, or we don't think about our environments, they're in shambles, or we, we can't cultivate mental and emotional health, so we're always stressed and anxious, or we are not intentionally giving time to our marriage, or we pursue that dream job, we work so hard and we hustle so hard to do that and to, to make it work, but then it becomes too much because we don't now know how to manage our time or our minds, we don't know how to rest we've never given ourselves permission to and learned how to receive the rest that God wants us to receive. We're burnt out. We feel like we're falling apart trying to keep it all going. All of this is a symptom of the root of not having the infrastructure necessary to sustain the dream, to sustain us in our call, right? We want to be filling every part of our, filling the cup in every part of our life so that we don't risk this happening 
So we have to pay attention to the whole person. And then lastly, number eight is that we should always be growing. We should have this growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And we're here for something greater than ourselves, right? So we can approach every single season as this opportunity to become more of the woman God has created us to be. And every new season, every new transition requires us. It demands us to level up in both our mindset and our skill set and just be growing. And if we're not willing to kind of do take that look at those ways that God is inviting us to grow sometimes through those hardships of the transitions, whether it's entrance into motherhood, whether it's like, okay, now returning back to work and trying to balance all of those things, or maybe it's entering marriage, or maybe it's like having a bunch of kids really quickly early on in your motherhood. And you're like, now I've got three under three and I've, I've got my head basically barely above the water, you know, whatever it is for you, we have to be willing to just grow. And otherwise we end up stuck and stagnant trying to solve all of those challenges, being the same woman with the same mindset and the same skill set that may have served us in a different season of life, but it's mentally exhausting because we are going to be overwhelmed if we're not rising to those new demands as they come, they're going to drown us. And I, I want to compare this in, in a simple example to, I was recently coaching a number of women through preparing for birth and they really wanted to feel more confident and at peace going into birth and prepared for it. And so preparing for birth and feeling and, and dealing with that experience <laughs> and how hard it is, I want you to compare that to exactly what I'm talking about right now. So how are we approaching those contractions as they come, which are being thrown at us? We cannot control them, right? Like it's inevitable. It's coming when we are preparing for birth. So we want to be, the way I coach women through this is we want to be riding those waves, not feeling like they're overtaking us or drowning us, right? We don't want to be like tossed around in the sea, like we're swallowing all that water. We're not able to breathe, right? No, but it is possible to learn to ride those waves so that the pain or the struggles, so the stretching in our life or our motherhood or, or in the giving birth process, right? The labor process. So it becomes strength. It strengthens us. So it becomes empowering and sanctifying. We can surrender to that call to lean into it. And when we lean into it more rather than running from it or trying to escape that call to grow, we can't escape the waves. They're going to come and it's the waves of life or labor, whatever it is. So we can't escape. So let's, let's instead learn how to ride the waves. Let's like surf the waves <laughs> instead of, instead of being victim to it and, and letting it overtake us. And again, we've never been taught how to do this. So it's not, it's not our fault. I, I don't want in any way for you to feel like there's something wrong with you for not having this all figured out because I have learned this the hard way. And I don't want this to take you as long as it has taken me and my motherhood and everything to figure this out. That's why I'm here. I'm here to make this simpler for you and easier for you. So you don't have to go through all the same struggles that I went through. So, you know, we, we can end up showing up every day in our life and like, why is motherhood so dang hard? Why is, you know, my workplace is so toxic. I hate my work. I don't feel a sense of purpose in it every more anymore. Everything can feel so much more exhausting when we are living this way. This is not how God wants us to live. So, all of that is, again, bringing you back to what are these foundations? What are these foundations that we do need to cultivate in our motherhood to be able to thrive, in our work life to be able to thrive, in our marriages to be able to thrive, and in whatever our calling is that God has given us 
to be able to do that work faithfully, as faithfully as we can, and as sustainably as we can too. God doesn't want us burning ourselves out to the point where we have nothing left to give and to the point where that all of our relationships, our closest relationships, are most impacted by it, to where it's bleeding out and that they're bearing the burden of the cost. That's not how he wants us to live either, you know. So I hope this is this provides a lot of food for thought. I know this is this is a lot, but it doesn't have to be a lot when we start breaking it down step by step. And this is exactly what I help you do through coaching, whether it's in one-on-one or whether it's in my group coaching community. We really take a look, okay, where are you right now? What are you struggling with the most? And we help you prioritize what's your very first simple step that you can take today, my friend, and what can you build so that this becomes, again, momentum grows, but you build that strong foundation for everything to stand on. Because we want to build that house that has a strong foundation because otherwise it's going to, we're going to feel like it's all either at risk of or going to become crumbling down at some point in time. Or on the other hand, we don't want that, that house that's made of just hay that like the big bad wolf comes and blows the house down. And we don't want to be constantly swayed and being blown in a lot of different directions by whatever the winds of this world are, because that we're losing sight again of what matters most in light of eternity. So we're building this house brick by brick so that We're building for the kingdom of God. That's what we're doing. And that goes with everything that we do. All right. So to to go back through really quick, I'm going to go through each of them one more time. So number one is address your basic needs. They matter because you matter. Your physical, mental, emotional health, spiritual health matters. It makes or break how you show up to the people who matter most to you and the work that you're called to do. Anchor routines, rhythms, simple, consistent habits of taking care of yourself. And that is going to allow you to love others well without the constant burnout and spiral impact depletion has on every area of your life. Number two, examine your underlying beliefs, especially all those shoulds, the unrealistic externally imposed expectations and pressures from society or other people's opinions or different directions and influences that are not God-driven, okay? Examine those closely and let go of the things that do not serve you, that are not aligned with the truth of God's word and who he calls you to be and what he says about you. Number three, get clear on your hierarchy of your priorities so you're not sacrificing or getting misaligned and feeling the cost of that. Number four, clarify your calling. Discover your purpose so you can step more fully into it, so you can know where God is leading you, so you can have confidence in the decisions and discernment that he's calling you into and and how to balance these things, right? And that's when you're living in that calling, that's where you're going to feel fulfilled. You're going to feel energized to serve. It's going to be life-giving to you and to the world and to your family and, and to the people around you. Number five, set boundaries. Say no, reduce distractions so you can more faithfully live out your yes to the race that God has set before you. So you're not getting off track and and running a different race or running in a different lane and swaying off into other lanes and and you're not running the direction that God has for you. So keep your eyes fixed on where he calls you to be and where he calls you to serve and how he calls you to do so. Number six, don't let not knowing the how prevent you from actually allowing yourself to name those desires, to dream, or to take action action to pursue those dreams in the first place. We have to have faith that nothing is impossible for the Lord, and also the humility that nothing can be done without Him. We can do nothing without the Lord, and we can do nothing without each other. So do not be afraid to lean on Him. Do not be afraid to lean on the people around you. Lean on mentorship. Lean on coaching. Lean on your community. If you don't have those things, please prioritize it. It truly makes all the difference in the world. I mean, I, I cannot even tell you 
night or day, even just having one person that you can confide in, that you can have these conversations with, that you can have as a sounding board to help help you take a hard look at some of these things and to feel loved in that, to feel seen and heard and loved and witnessed in those struggles and lifted up in them so you can have that sense of hope. Beautiful thing is we don't have to have it all figured out or under control because God does. We can just take that next right step. So what is that next right step for you? We do not have to do it all from our own strength. We can lean on his grace because his power is made perfect in our weakness. That is the truth. We don't have to be perfect and do it all perfectly, all by ourselves. Number seven, pay attention to and nurture the whole person so that parts of you aren't dying that slow, painful death. I have been dying that death for a long time before I started to really look at my life with this lens of integration. And the truth was it was just, it was really dragging me down, the rest of me down with it. You know, when I was neglecting those parts of my life and God has made us to be whole. He's made us for wholeness in Christ. And we are many parts, but one body. And that's the truth of us in this community of human beings on this earth and community of believers, but it's also the truth of our own selves as human beings, you know, and when we get off balance, we can recalibrate, we can come back to that greater harmony and every part affects the other and contributes to the whole. So we can't lose sight of that. Number eight is a growth mindset and making sure, right, we, we have that continual growth because it's the mark and joy of being fully alive. Growing is, if we're not growing, we're dying. And that's the case with anything in nature. So parts of us waste away. You know, we, we have to expand and learn and be, we are going to be stretched to new capabilities, whether we like it or not, to new capacities. And so many of our common struggles that can truly really feel impossible can be solved with practical tools and skill sets and mindsets and more faith that we can learn and grow in. God has designed us to grow. That's part of life, you know? And so we can, we can embrace that. We can lean into it. We can be ready to receive it versus fighting against it constantly. That's the amazing thing. We don't have to ever stay stuck. So when we feel stuck, it's a choice that we're making to stay there. You're, as you're, again, building that foundation towards your goals so you can pursue them wholeheartedly, so you can do the work that God has set before you faithfully, and in the way that he wants you to do it, not just getting to that destination because it's not about the destination. Ultimately, the, the ultimate destination is heaven. But like on this earth, we're journeying in that direction and we're hopefully bringing a lot of other people along with us to include our family and the people that we get to impact in the world. But this is, this is what it's all about. This is what I'm all about. This is what my, this is what my group coaching community is about. This is what my one-on-one -on -one coaching is about. And I even believe something as segmented as looking at our pregnancy and postpartum fitness, which I'm very passionate about. You guys know that is also part of the bigger whole. And so if you are ready to dive in, then take that first step. I really want you to know I'm just here for you. You're, you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to figure this out and take the long road. That's why I'm here. That's why I do what I do to make this much less painful for you, to help you to step more fully into the calling that God has for you and this beautiful life that he wants you to receive. And not that it's without pain or hardship. It's absolutely going to be with suffering. It's just, we are in this world. We're not of the world, but we are going to experience suffering, but we can take heart because the Lord has, Jesus Christ has overcome all of it. God already has the victory, right? And he, he knows the plans that he has for us and he only wants what's for our best, right? Do not be afraid. I am with you. That's what he wants you to know. So if this is compelling your heart right now, 
take that first step or set up a one-on-one coaching call with me. If you don't really know where to start, we can set up a discovery call, a free, a free discovery call. Let's just dive in heart to heart. Um, and we can see where, where God is leading you, you know, and see where the Holy Spirit moves through our conversation. So send me an email, Megan at armtillheart.com to get in touch with me. I'm not on Instagram. I'm a little bit on Facebook. Um, just because I'm active in different groups and that's part of my community and my own support system. Um, but I'm, I'm not active on social media right now because I've discerned that that's a no for me right this second. And we'll see how long God has, has that for me, but it's so that I can, I can focus on fruit that lasts and what God is calling me, make more space for where he wants me to be resting with him, to make more space for this podcast and pouring into you in this way. And in the other ways that he is wanting me to serve you. So I pray that this blessed you today and I can't wait to continue journeying with you. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend if you found it helpful. If you felt you know, seen and heard by this, if you felt supported by this, if this helped you in any way, then please leave a review. Um, this is going to not only be something that lights me up and is a, a beautiful way to thank me, but it also helps other women to find this podcast. It helps it to become more searchable on the podcast platforms. It helps it to get out there to more women who really need it and for other women who, who may come across it to know that it's worth listening to. So please do that for me. Take just two seconds and leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And I look forward to just continuing to dive deep with you moving forward, my friend. Talk to you soon.